Hello, everybody. Yet another episode of the Chatterbox Video Game Radio Show E3 Week. My name's Alon. And my name's Ara. All right. So this is E3 Week. Unfortunately, I'm not at E3, not in L.A. Hey, uh, uh, hey Alon. Yes. I'm at E3. Are you? Um, what have yeah. you seen, man? Um, well, I don't know. It's um, actually E3's uh, at my house this year. Okay. Gotcha. You know what? I actually so I have like a long list. Really? Of, Not even going to bite? Okay. No, I can't. I can't do it. Uh, so I have a long list of things um, that I like. I don't think are big deals, but little things I want to talk about. And I don't know how long it's going to take. Um, was there some joke you were leading up to that I should have? Well, I mean, I was going to ad lib, but um, no, it's fine. That's okay. You know, we can do the non-jokey show. It's cool. Okay. Hey, man, I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> I didn't know. It was um, probably going to be horrible anyway, so you, yeah. may have, you may have saved our listeners something. All right. Well, to reiterate, this is the week of E3, and what's great is that this year, and I think they did it last year as well, but I didn't have the opportunity to really watch, um, more and more, you can watch all of the press conferences and stuff from your own house, right? You can just open up Xbox Live, and Microsoft will stream it to you. You can watch it through the PlayStation. Oh, my God. By the which, way. Which, incidentally, is <clears throat> yeah becoming increasingly just weird to me. See, I think it's great. That they do – like, I'm just trying to think of a comparable industry that does this and – Maybe it's my limited uh, a number of brain cells that are uh, right now in my head, but I can't think of any others. Well, the thing is, industry conferences, they're called industry events for a reason, because the idea is that the vendors or the producers right, talk directly to the press and to the, well, I'm going to say vendors again, to the vendors who work with consumers, right? They're not talking to the consumers. They're just talking to the people who sell to the consumers so they can train them and educate them on stuff and get them to write articles. And now they've realized that they can basically cut out that middleman and go straight to the, at least to the hardcore user, while also talking to the press to get to everybody else through yeah, like... Even still, why is this not, why does this only happen in this industry? You don't hear about the Ford press conference at the Detroit Motor Show. Well, you know what? I bet you will. No, you it, don't. I will follow those blogs. Well, That's what I'm not, to tell not you. yet. <laughs> but the thing is, first of all, I mean, although a lot of money is put in put into the car industry and stuff, there's still only so many people buying cars. It's just that they're expensive things. But games are inexpensive and appeal to lots and lots of people, especially okay. kids who have a lot of time to watch these videos. So do they the do this for like music and movies? Like this is – I mean are you disagreeing uh, yeah. that this is weird? What, what no, do they mu- do that for movies? Music events. I mean I don't know that there's music industry conferences that would necessarily be the same sort of thing. But they stream music events all no, the time. No, like now. I'm not talking about events. I'm talking about like something that's named a press conference. Well, that's I what mean, makes it weird. What I'm saying is this has become something else, but it, yeah, it's, what I was, like a, it's, it's the commercial to, you know, to the world, I guess. Yeah. Well, right? I mean, it's another reason that it's conference. picked up more in this industry than others is probably that this industry is, I mean, they have the infrastructure to do this, right? So like Ford would have to invest a lot in, to what? getting it ready to go. To Microsoft get a couple web, just, webcams. Come on. I mean, I don't know. But, like, Microsoft can just stream this stuff. They have a bunch of users who already have a machine who can watch it through their machine. And it makes sense. Not to mention, I mean, they're video game people and people in the video game industry are already on the cutting edge of technology, right? So it makes sense that they would be using it first for this sort of thing. But I'm sure that the car shows and whatever are already being streamed or will be soon if they're not already. Why can't we just decide that this means something sinister and speculate about that? <laughs> I won't do that, but I will say that some people do it better than others. So like Microsoft, you you open up the, the Xbox, the Xbox One or whatever, and right there on the main screen, it's like, hey, watch the E3 stuff. So I do, right? And it works. There's a live event. You just grab a little app and you're watching it. Um, PlayStation, on the other hand, they have you download an app and then in the app, takes you out of the app to the web browser so that you can watch streaming video in the machine's web browser, which inevitably does not work well because their web browser is a piece of crap. 
um, and just creates all sorts of problems and stops streaming halfway through. Not so much because of the browser, but probably just because of congestion. But overall, it was a bad experience. Microsoft's experience was good. Nintendo's, I was not there to watch live. I just watched it afterwards. I posted it on our Facebook if anybody wants to see it. Nintendo, by the way, hitting it out of the park with their presentation. They're like breaking down the fourth wall. They're making fun of themselves. I can only assume they got the actual robot chicken people to do some of the stuff that they did for their video. And if you watch it, you'll know what I mean. Mm. If it wasn't the robot chicken people, then it was someone doing exactly the same thing as robot chicken, but it was probably those people. Um, and it was really funny. Capcom, by the way, also gets an award for making fun of themselves. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, I want to mention, uh, so I'm, I talked about the Microsoft conference for a second, right? But there's a couple things specifically that I wanted to, to bring up. First of all, it was very not classy most of the time, which... Okay, this is, this is par for the course, though, right? Yes, yeah. Well, actually, so I'll bring this up. So you were just saying how, like, it's turned into a whole thing, and it's, it's not just for the press anymore, right? The very first thing I noticed is... So it's like a, a, a wide pan of the audience and everything, and uh, there's all these bright green lights everywhere, and you realize when, they, when you see the audience closer up later on that they're all wearing these you know, Microsoft glowy wristbands that aren't just glowy, but I think they react to motion and light up. So like when you're applauding or whatever. Um, and obviously they did that because there are cameras looking at the crowd, right? Otherwise, why would they give up light up wrist? I know they give out all sorts of tchotchkes at these things. Wait, but it I, makes know, sense I know, I know. They're tracking your spatial movements at the press conference. No, I don't think that. But... <laughs> But like it was clear to me immediately, oh, look, they're trying to make this video or make it look like a really fun event by giving everybody these like motion enhanced bright light things to stick on their wrists. Right? Well, like, I mean, Microsoft is, if not anything else, extremely skilled at marketing. Yeah, I mean, I'll give them that. But it's and I mean, I would have felt good about myself if I was on their side and came up with that idea. But at the same time, it's really transparent to me. <laughs> So, yeah, they're it, really skilled kind of in the same way that like, um, you know, like the guy who wins the race is the one who bought the fastest car. But I digress. Yeah. OK, so they start off. Phil Spencer comes on stage or he's already on stage sort of when the lights come on. And I don't know if you'll appreciate this as much without having seen last year's conference. But let's at least like you'll recall last year, a lot of people were complaining because they announced the Xbox One. Right. And if I asked you this. When they announced the Xbox One, what did they spend a lot of time talking about? Not games? Not games. Basically television. And all of the not game functionality. And then, even though we all knew this was going to happen in advance, the machine comes out and everybody complains about how it's going to deal with games. And they basically do a 180 on every special thing that they had said about the machine in the first place. So now it's just like the game machine before it but with some extra stuff um so they open up this press conference by pointing out with with no irony whatsoever this week's con or this year's conference or maybe at today's event whatever the hell they said it's all about games and i just i had a little chuckle inside i was like oh look at that right like the obvious thing came to roost <laughs> you get it that that's what people want to hear about at e3 <laughs> is games Thanks. Um, I'm I'm glad that they figured that out. Although the the small neurotic side of me wonders, you know, when, when when things shift, when companies react so dramatically to shifts, you know, this is hardly even worth bringing up. But because they seem to be now so willing to make a huge shift in you know their direction and their message, and it seems to be like a direct response to. Uh, like uh, maybe not the most consumer voices, but maybe the loudest consumer voices, I start to worry at that point that um, loud voices can steer things in directions more powerfully than uh, we ever thought. But anyway, continue. Honestly, I'm starting to think that last year... So it's common that when a new machine, like a new console comes out, that 
early on, there's just not a lot of software, right? Like that's we've seen it generation after generation. The machine comes out. Well, yeah, I mean it's like a tautology, right? I mean it has to be that way. It couldn't be any yeah. other way. So like a few companies make some games just because they want to get out at the front of things. But inevitably, the good games don't come until a year later, which is exactly what's happening this time too. Right, unless you're uh, Revenge of Shinobi on the Genesis. I, I wonder if last year they had so little game-wise to show and to talk about that they actually were just stalling for time by talking about all of the other stuff. Yeah, Because I know they wanted so. to make a big deal of it. Maybe it was like a tactic. Maybe there was some kind of huge internal debate and, you know, whoever was the hotshot at the time made the executive decision to be like, oh, we're really weak on this, so we're going we're gonna to distract people by focusing on other things and nobody will notice. And if that was the case, of course, that was an utter failure and everybody noticed. But Yeah, well, part of me is like, you know, they've been talking about games for years. The Xbox 360 has been around for almost 10 years. So maybe they just want to be like, yeah, there's going to be games, but here's all the cool stuff we're doing with the hardware. And so part of me thinks it makes sense. But no matter what, anytime you do a conference like this, they should know better to be like, all right, maybe we'll talk about the new features for a fraction of the time, like 10 or 20% of the time. The rest of it still has to be games. Oh, no, but wait, if other games look like the old ones, then there's nothing to show. Maybe it was the opposite of what I was saying before. Maybe they were like, oh, no, we have no hardware. So we'll, we'll distract everybody by telling them that it's all about the games now. Oh. Other than the fact that, that it is like that is the most important thing anyway. So Yeah. Okay, so there's a few other things to talk about. Um, not much time before break, but very quickly, they did bring up indies in uh, you know in their whole hour long or hour and a half long spiel. And you'll remember that we had Tristan on the show to talk about well a lot of stuff. Um, I don't even know how much we talked about Grave, but Grave's the game he's making. It did the Kickstarter. I think we talked about that before, and it was totally in the Microsoft pre- press conference. So that was yeah, that's super awesome. Cool. Anyway, it is break time, so we're going to go to break, and then I'm going to tell you more about the conferences. We'll be right back. Chatterboxers, how much do you love Amazon.com? Since you're like me, the answer is a lot. And since you love Chatterbox almost as much, Here's what I want you to do. Next time you get a new game, a pair of socks, downloadable MP3, anything really, go to helpchatterbox.com. It takes you to Amazon, but when you buy something, we get a piece of the action. That's good for us, and Amazon feels good because you didn't buy it from GameStop. Helpchatterbox.com. Remember it. Bookmark it. Tattoo it backwards on your forehead. And yes, all I'm asking you to do is buy stuff you are already going to buy. Just do it at helpchatterbox.com. And it's Chatterbox Video Game Radio, and we're back again. Now we're Crazy really, Intro EX Edition Prime really Plus. Yeah. Yeah, that was... um. It's, that was what a little bit of what I like to call acting. I was acting surprised. Acting like Alan when he starts the show, maybe? No, yeah. like I, I was acting like I just remembered that I was the one to do the intro instead of you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you know, I don't know if people have noticed this, but when I start the show, I always try to be excited a little. I mean, I don't always, but I try to. Yeah. And it's, then it's throughout marketing. the show. Did, did you learn it from yeah, Microsoft? Well, I th- I think no, but I think what happens is throughout the course of the show, I become like naturally more sedate. Like just I I realize or I forget rather that I'm I'm playing the role of someone who's excited and energetic and I just go back to being myself. Well, no, it's okay. I mean, you know, it's like I think everybody can excuse a little bit of disingenuity at the beginning just for the bumper intro, right? But then if you're like somebody like uh, King Kim Commando who carries that throughout the whole show, it's really annoying. Is that, okay. So, well, I, I hope people appreciate it in the same way you do. Yeah, I hope um, people appreciate how I weave in these jabs to semi-celebrities in industries they don't care about. All right, so I am going – I sort of uh, I sort of secretly addressed this, not so secretly addressed that, that this opening right here. Um 
one thing that was brought up at the Microsoft press conference. So you're, you're familiar with Dead Rising 3, at least in concept. Oh, I guess they're making a third one of that one. That's cool. Well, they already made a third one. It came out with the Xbox One. Oh, it was one of the it? few games that oh. didn't totally suck. Wait, wait, I know. Xbox one came I out. know. They're making a fourth one. No, but they did release DLC like the day of the Microsoft press conference, I think. And the DLC for Dead Rising 3, or the new one that just came out, is Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha Prime. And it features a bunch of Street Fighter characters in the Dead Rising world. I think that that is Uh, longer than uh, the maximum string length permitted on um, whatever the digital storefront is. On Xbox Live Arcade? Yeah, Yeah, I bet it is. But they probably made special room for this, or they changed the rules on Xbox One. But Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 Arcade Remix Hyper Edition EX Plus Alpha Prime is currently available. It has characters from Street Fighter in it, including a giant M. Bison, like, evil character that you have to fight at some point. Oh, that's where the seven Um, subtitles come in. I see. Yeah. The trailer is crazy. And if you're at all interested in Dead Rising 3 or Street Fighter, I'm sure you've already seen it. But if not, you should go watch it because it is a little bit hilarious. Um, just the idea of even the game is is hilarious. Uh, so that was one thing that surprised me at the conference. Also, I mentioned Grave was was in there for like three seconds, which is awesome. Tristan and Abby are down there at E3 right now, probably having a blast. Um, <clears throat> a couple other things happened. I said that it was mostly classless. It took like probably 20 minutes before they showed a game that like just wasn't super silly or, or strange in some way. Oh, is that where the um, non-class part comes in? Yeah. Because when you exactly. said that, I was like expecting, um, you know, like complex teabagging choreography. No, it, I mean, it was, you know what always amazes me at all of these conferences, right? And it doesn't matter if it's Microsoft and Nintendo or Sony. Like I, I've done a lot of public speaking in my time you know, for my whatever job I have at the given time. And I always make it a point, kind of like on this show, right? The reason I sound natural is because I want to. Like, it's not just because I'm talking to you, someone I know, forgetting the fact that, you know, a thousand or more people are going to listen to us do this show. Like, it's just, it's really crappy to listen to someone who's super scripted and staged. It's just not interesting, and it almost hurts me to watch that. Yeah, but people can tell that, that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's a de- developer who they drag on stage for two minutes to talk about his one little game. It doesn't matter if it's Phil Spencer who's, like, running the whole press conference for Microsoft. It doesn't matter if it's Reggie or, you know, Miyamoto is probably the most natural one I've seen, but I can't tell for real because he doesn't speak English. You know what's so funny? I, I got to interrupt with this real quick um, because I'll forget if I don't. There's like this cadence. There's like this E3 or there's like this video game industry press cadence. And it's like, da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da. It's just like, does that make any sense to you? You mean like Shakespeare? Not like Shakespeare. (laughs) Like it's got a... But I mean like the rhythm of how they say things is, seems the same to me all the time. And... This is coming from an authoritative opinion who hasn't seen a press conference in the last few years. But, yeah, no, but I'm sure it if totally I did, is, that's though. what it would be. Like, Jack Tretton did it. Kaz Harai does it. Reggie does it. Phil Spencer. Every other Microsoft person. Every pre- And I don't understand. Like, your job, at least today, is to go in front of a lot of people and talk. A lot of people and talk. And, like, I guess they're using teleprompters. But, geez, like, how hard is it? To just be able to speak naturally. I, maybe it's hard for most people and it's not hard for me. But like I've gone up and done 45-minute presentations with virtually no notes, no words on slides, and I just know what I'm talking about. And I can. And you've done the same thing. I've seen you do it. Like I'm not special, right? You talk for an hour and a half straight. You could probably talk for two and a half hours or more about whatever topic. And we don't sound like these weird prompted people. It's It's... Anyway, I'm getting on a sidetrack. That is no, not no, what no. I'm I think to talk I think about. this is actually a good subject to cover. It's but but here's the funny thing is that um they must they can't be oblivious to what we're saying. So I can only conclude that they must think that speaking naturally and on the audience's level is bad or worse 
than the scripted cadence. So I understand what you're saying there, but I can't bring my, I can't allow myself to believe that. I have, because like, there's no other so alternative strange. though. I mean, because otherwise they would not, they would not have that knowledge, you know, like, do you think it's more likely that they didn't think, uh, to speak naturally or that they have trouble speaking naturally? Cause I find that harder to stomach. You know, I think they have trouble doing it. I think they have trouble doing it with a script. Wow. Because it's pro it's probably this, it's, it's probably that they are so forced to sticking to a very specific oh, script. You know what not else? Not being able to ad lib even a sentence. Yeah, you know what? I bet you there's a lot have of to like liability issue going on with that. Yeah, like the script is approved by the lawyers in advance and you have yeah, to say exactly yeah. those words. And if you don't say exactly those words, someone's going to be upset. And in that case, even you or I would become less natural because you're reading. Right. That's what it comes down to. And it's funny because I've seen like I've seen the teleprompters at the Microsoft or the Sony press conference, at least like you can turn around and you can know what they're going to say five seconds before they say it because it's literally written up there. Um, and so that's got to be it. But still, even if I were doing that, like I would be able to be more natural because you could just sort of I've, I've rehearsed this 20 times like it's not hard, especially because no one got up and talked for a long time. Like even Phil Spencer just talked for a couple minutes yeah, and they passed still, it off to a trailer. No matter how you cut it, it still feels strange because, yeah, I mean, these executives should be and they have to be better at speaking in public extemporaneously in a way that the lawyers are happy all the time. Right, but the that yeah, should but the people be one on of stage, their main skills. No, these guys are high enough that they should be able to trump the lawyers. Like I've been in big companies that have law teams, right, legal teams, and eventually you get high enough. You're like, listen, the lawyers are here to guide us, not to control us. Right, <laughs> I'm going to do what I need to do, and that's that's what it comes down to. And like, there was even a part where maybe, maybe you haven't heard this, right? So, uh, Halo Five is coming out on the Xbox one and in preparation for halo five, they're releasing a halo co collection. This is actually rumored a couple of weeks ago, I think where it's going to be halo one, two, three, and four, not, not some of like one of the sub games or whatever in the middle, but just one, two, three, and four with the second one, like recreated in higher resolution or whatever, along with the first, which where that was already done for the 360. Um, so they're releasing all of them together. And I'm, I'm picturing both the woman who was talking about this and then the guy who followed her to, to sort of reiterate. And it's, if you don't know what I mean when I'm talking about, I'm speaking to the, our audience now, if you don't know what I mean about this horrible scripted sound, like watch that part in particular. And it's just like, that's right. This, you know, coming this year, you'll be able to play all four Halo games on one console. Like it, it it just sounds horrible. It was like that's that's some interesting news to some people. Other people, it's, it's kind of like, boring. That's like that's, like how that's the essence of listen to how I say and not what I say. And as we all know, that's more effective psychologically, anyway. Yeah, it just ruin it. It takes me out of you know how there's this idea of immersion in a game, and yeah, like things yeah. can happen in a game that take you out of it. The way they talk takes me out of the conference. Yeah. Well, and you know what? Anyway. You, you know what, Alon? I've been like just wishing for years that I could play all four Halo games on the same console. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> how amazing. I mean, finally, my prayers have been answered. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because there's like all of the content finally available on one disc or like in the same game or on the same system. And then they're like, and we've. We've handpicked six maps from Halo 2 to play multiplayer. I'm like, wait a minute. You were just talking about how all the content is there. Like, why am I only getting six of these maps? Why not all of them? Yeah. You know who they yeah. should bring to on, onto E3? Who is that guy um, with the pubic hair on his head who's really good in social situations? Uh, Russell Brand. Oh, Russell Brand? Yeah. I yeah, know who you're talking because, about. He's because, awesome. Because even though that's his hairstyle... Um, and I can say this about him because I know that he has the wherewithal to handle it. Um, and, of course, he doesn't care about what you people like us say anyway. But that guy, that guy, I love that guy because he can handle himself in extemporaneous ways. I love that guy more than I love the word extemporaneous. And that's what E3 needs because he that guy is so super real. 
and he will cut through. Yeah, all well, the he'll games. go on stage and then make fun of the people who put him on stage. Yeah, he would actually, and then he would not get invited. He doesn't back. mind it, but this yeah, is, exactly. That's need, kind of happened in the we past. Need more forces like that. All right, well, it looks like somehow we've gone so meta, talked about the conference and how the conference went without talking about any real content. Um, like we're out of time again, so... Right. <laughs> well, we'll go to break. There's, there's more to discuss. We'll be right back. Right, we are back for realsies. Still have half a show, and still have so much to talk about. Um, overall impression, like it's it's hard when you're watching at home, right? Uh, when you're at the real thing, your attention is one hundred. Well, at least in my case, one hundred percent on what's going on at these conferences. They're totally. When I'm in at home, face. yeah. When I'm at home, I'm like, well, I could be reading my email because I actually have internet access because it never is good in those conferences. Um, I could be doing any number of things, talking to my in-laws over there on the table, whatever. Um, so I didn't watch like every little second of footage, especially when they put stupid stuff like Assassin's Creed on screen for just five or ten minutes. Like I don't need to watch all that. Like it's it's another Assassin's Creed. Great. Um, I'm interested in the cool stuff that I hadn't seen before, and there's lots of that. Um, although I think Nintendo had stuff that. I don't know if I just like interested me more, but seems to stick in my memory more, maybe just because I watched it more recently. Um, overall, the Microsoft press conference was, was all right. I'm glad that they talked about games. It was a lot of weird, cheesy stuff though. Um, one thing I noticed, which I thought was different from the past is that there was no sports game at all. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone could correct me on this. But, like, usually they have EA come up and talk about whatever the next greatest whatever thing is, Madden. or But, like, none of that. Sounds like it was it's all... part of their, their backlash, you know, because they were showing sp- – when they were not showing video games last year, what they were showing that was non-video games was sports. Yeah, that's true, right? I, I Maybe that's it. Maybe it was sort of, a, like you said, a backlash to last year's. But, like, it was it was basically all – military stuff because there's like the new call of duty game and whatever other games involve you know military people um oh man wait a minute what was that game sun sunset overdrive did you see this have you seen anything about that game you know the words sound familiar but you're gonna have to refresh my memory so it's kind of like i'm trying to figure out what it looks like first of all it has elements of tony hawk because there's a lot of like grinding through buildings and outdoor scenes um but then it's also kind of like dead rising because you're dealing with what are essentially zombies or mutants while grinding so it's sort of like a comical zombie destruction game where you're the hero in the city just try to destroy all of them and wait like when i say comical like it literally puts words like shabam and splat and stuff on the screen when you hurt people i see so like it's it's very intentional intentionally comical so it's an, it's um, another you kill zombies in stylized ways on mass yeah but trying to add some like fun maneuverability stuff oh oh and there's gonna be a new crackdown game wait 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 wait! i'm not done with sunset yet yeah <laughs> okay well i am okay I mean, it's well, just well, I, I couldn't heard... decide if it was moronic or awesome and people seem to be excited about it but like i was real mixed of this is more crazy stuff and i feel like it will be sort of too scripted to be fun you know what i mean by scripted like god of war scripted yes right like you just hit buttons a few times kill some enemies move on to the next group kill some enemies yeah we've we've been that down that road a bunch of times i heard that it was actually sequel to the uh the failed prototype which was called um sunrise underdrive no 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 tears no that was failure Uh, that was pretty (laughs) horrible huh yeah uh so I I kind I want to see how it plays out, but I don't I don't trust it yet. 
I'm so I'm just shocked that, that zombies are still the it thing. How long has this fad been going? Yeah, well, technically, I don't think these are zombies. They're mutants, but it's all the same. Oh, they're no. not zombies. They're mutants. I well, no, but it's the same characteristics, right? Like things that used to be people who now make lots of angry, like groaning sounds and run after you and try to eat you. Okay, right? so like, they're zombies with lipstick on them. Zombies, mutants, whatever. It's all the same thing. You, you know, um, I, I want to relate uh, something completely tangential about this zombie fad, um, even though we're not sure if they're precisely zombies or whatever. Um, you know, the the CDC, you know those guys, right? They try to, you know, put out information to the public to keep you from killing yourself by eating or drinking something you shouldn't. Yep, they tell you how to... Avoid dying after drinking turpent- turpentine. Yeah, so they, they yeah. released a PSA that was a jokey PSA that was like how to survive a zombie attack. And actually... Yeah, that was last year sometime, right? Yeah, and it was actually very clever because it was covertly uh, disguised because that's the way it was presented. But actually it was like how to survive a natural disaster. Like it was like one of their old government... Uh, procedures and they said oh well you know if we if we repackage the same information in this fun way maybe it'll get a lot more attention and not only did it get a lot more attention it got a lot more attention like I don't know something like 80 fold or 100 fold more downloads than any of their stuff ever had gotten it was incredible yeah I remember that happening yeah but then it was but then I wonder if anyone actually read it so I wonder if well, it made any difference one way or the other. Certainly more people, I think, read it than would have if they hadn't done that. So Yeah, or did everyone start reading it and they're like, oh, wait a minute. This is just what to do in a natural disaster. This isn't about yeah. zombies at all. They're just trying to educate me. <laughs> um, all right, so what I was saying about Sunset Overdrive is that I, I don't quite trust it to be good. Like it – Anybody can make a tra- – you can make any game look good in a trailer, right? Well, you know, you know why I don't trust things like that is because we it, – it's already been well established that the, the values that people like you and me have as gamers are not, are not the mass market values. And the mass market values are just uh, watch really cool stuff happen with minimal input. Yeah, and that's what I'm hoping they don't do. But I can enjoy just like – a fun kill fest as long as it's done properly. Uh, so, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to make any guarantees. I don't, I don't quite trust it yet, but this leads me actually into a discussion of, of another trailer that interests me, but also I realize I can't trust. And, and during the break, I had you watch the Mortal Kombat X trailer. Yes. Against, against my will. Pretty much against your will. Um, but you know what? I'm you know I'm a man, and, and you know I can I can sit through two minutes of any Mortal Kombat trailer when when it really gets down to it. So here's the thing: I can't. So the the machines are strong enough now that the in-game engine material can look as good as what I expect from uh you know like a CGI trailer, not. Not exactly, but you know what I mean, right? Like with the right lighting, the game can actually look like the trailers I'm used to seeing for the last many years, uh, which are pre-rendered. And it seems to me, I I just can't tell if this trailer was pre-rendered or at very least, even if it's in-game engine, not what the game will look like. And what bugs me about these trailers is, right? Like when you're watching a movie trailer, you you know that what you're seeing is a scene or at least spliced up bits of the movie that you're going to see. Now, sometimes they actually make trailers using deleted scenes, which is annoying because you expect to see something and then you don't see it. Uh, but for the most part, like you're seeing the actual footage that was made for the movie. But in these games, yeah, game like, trailers... Here's a term that nobody uses anymore. It's WYSIWYG. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've heard that a lot, actually. Still? But I don't know that all the kids know what that means. So what you see is what you get. Yeah. Um, with a movie trailer, that's basically the case. Even if they splice it in such a way that they make a bad movie look good, at least the footage is real. Um, but in games, right, they'll show you the some CG portion, which is not actually the playable game. And I feel like that is deceptive. And so, like I said, I can't tell if this is in-game or not. You, you know what made it even least, harder to tell? 
What? And this just dawned on me. The at least at the camera perspective that they cut to that looks like a one-on-one fighting game camera. And I'm wondering if they did that on purpose in order for you to be more confused or be more apt to believe that, oh, yeah, this is the real gameplay graphics. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We all know that games are moving to be more cinematic, even in the gameplay parts of the game. And and God of War is a perfect example of this. Um, You know, like when you're attacking somebody with the chain swords and you move them around the screen or whatever, like the camera slows down and moves in such a way that... You know, it it looks cinematic and it doesn't take you away from the game too much because it's still fast enough that your attention is there. I'll, I'll try to stop enough that giggling you under my breath. But. Okay. Anyway, so this trailer does stuff like that, uh, although I'm still weirded out by the fact that, like, they zoom in to a leg and, like, show you bones breaking and then the guy continues to use his legs to fight until his, hey, oh, my energy hey, bar's down. Just, now I'm suddenly you know, totally dead. Video game legs. Yeah. But where else but, can you go? This is where we've arrived at this um, niche of the art form, is that you can't go anywhere else now except to show the uh, 3D X-ray shots in real time. Well, of things yes. Breaking. Point, point taken. Um, but, but okay, think about this. In the trailer, I don't know if you paid enough attention, do you remember the part where Sub-Zero grabs a branch off of a tree and then uses it as a weapon? Um, no. Like he, he, so he... He's they're in a forest. He's pushed back to the side of the screen where there's a tree near him. He grabs a branch off of it, you know, quickly turns it into an icicle and like stabs Scorpion with it. And I think to myself, I really doubt that's part of the game. I really do. Just because fighting games traditionally, although sometimes in Street Fighter, you can pick up a dagger from the floor or whatever. Like they don't have you grabbing stuff from the environment and then using it. And well, it's, so it's an that. animation, right? So they can take whatever liberties they want to to convey the emotion they want to. And, yeah, we'll figure it out later when we make the game. And, you know, of course. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's meant to be in-game footage or not. But that particular piece, it, it increases, it multiplies my doubt many times. It's like, oh, wait, this must be just a trailer. And then I ask myself, well, then why do I care at all? about this like this tells me if it's a pre-rendered trailer it tells me nothing about the game it doesn't show me the animation quality it doesn't show me the actual moves because the punches that they make in this might not be like the punches that they make in the actual game and so it's like it goes from something that is interesting to watch but actually 100 percent useless in terms of providing me an impression of the game you ever feel like the companies who make these products will um just do anything they can get away with to get you to buy the game i mean they always have like even with 8-bit nintendo games the cover was never you know it never represented the game like can you remember the cover to mega man like it, it's just art <laughs> right yeah and you didn't want it to be represented that way yeah. in that case. <laughs> but it got people to buy the game anyway i'm pissed off about the mortal kombat x trailer because part of me wants to love it and the other part just can't tell if it's real or not but we got to go to break again so we'll do that we'll be right back We're back for the last time this week. It's Chatterbox Video Game Radio. And Alon, there's um, something that I just can't let go without calling out that you mentioned right before we went to the break. Do it. You said that the cover of Mega Man got people to buy the game. And I'm no, no, no. I was using it as I'm pretty <laughs> sure in that instance that cover dissuaded many, many people from the purchase what i'm saying is covers were artistic and covers in general with art that was unrelated to the game got people to buy them now but, Fa- uh, fabio on iron sword okay now we're talking about something yeah no, that, that got me going but i mean you know you know what's funny is that i actually i didn't know who fabio was and i didn't recognize fabio because i didn't know who he was also 
Uh, well, at the time, the I don't think anybody knew who Fabio no, was. No, I think some people knew. It was just none of us. It was maybe somebody's mom. No, I think but. that was early on in his career before he was known. Am I wrong? I mean, I you thought might, it was. You might be totally right. You know, I mean, I, I recognize him by his distinctive nipples, so it's hard <sighs> to, you know, tell if he's got clothes on. But that was like that was that cover made me feel um, really good about the game before I played it, and okay. just the Mega Man cover. I just it's it's just one of those you just what like you wonder what was going on in that interaction between what the artist was making and what the what reference that person was given um whether they had progressed beyond grade school i, I just wonder like what the cost difference is between getting fabio to model for the cover uh or paying some paying an artist to draw something like it was probably just cheaper because at that time I believe he was not a well-known model. You know so. what? Hey, that's that's fantastic uh, use of your resources right there. Yeah. All right. So uh, I did not watch the Sony press conference yet. I still want to, but I haven't found the time really, especially because I try to watch it and like it just – it's so messed up, dude. So the you download an app. I told you about this, right? You download the app on the PlayStation whatever machine and – then it pulls you out of the app. But in the app, I guess you can play some demos or look at demos or watch stream. There's all sorts of stuff. If I was a kid and had tons of time, I would be absorbing so much E3 content right now through all of my various machines. But I'm not, and I don't have all that time. But I was pissed off at Sony and couldn't quite watch it, and it was freezing and whatever. I couldn't watch. Nintendo, although I watched, and like I said, it was hilarious. There's a couple things that you should be aware of. Uh, first of all, Mario Maker is happening. So you can make your own, like, Super Mario Brothers style levels. It gives you the tools of like, and, and using the stylus too on the Wii U, right? So you can put in pipes and coins and platforms and enemies and all that stuff. So basically make your own Super Mario Brothers, which is awesome. I don't know that I'm going to do it, but I will play other people's levels and it will be fantastic. Um, so that's that, cool. that actually sounds like an editor that I can get into. Yeah. It's simple enough, easy enough to use, but also is going to create awesome stuff. So I'm really excited. Um, and it's funny too, even in the, in the, you know, demo video that they showed of it, um, they, Nintendo just does fun stuff. Like it lets you do whatever you want. So, you know, at the end of the level, Mario gets to the flag, he fall, you know, he jumps on the flagpole, falls down the flagpole and then walks to the right past the castle and like inevitably goes down a pipe or jumps off the side of the screen or something. Like you're familiar with this process. Yeah. He goes back into the other castle, the insides of which you never see. Yeah. Something like that. So then in the editor, they to the right of the flag and to the left of the new castle thing they put a bunch of blocks like basically they put a wall there so you know see what happens then mario falls down the flag he walks to the right but he can't make it because he just hits the wall and stops and it's just little stuff like that it was like oh they recognize that people are going to mess with their stuff and that you can do you know basically oh, whatever you want joke. in this uh-huh. yeah so i kind of i just thought that was neat um anyway they're also making a game called splatoon Playing off the word platoon. I thought they were playing off the word spittoon. No. So splatoon. (sighs) Such a good opportunity. Which is, I think it's it's eight players. I think it's four on four. Team combat. It's a first person shooter, but everyone has paint guns. So they look basically like super soakers and you're spraying paint everywhere. And so you can hit enemies, but, you know, it's not like you're killing them or blowing off limbs or anything. But uh, all of the characters are squids, right? And squids in real life, like, they can shoot ink. And so in this game, you're shooting, I said paint, but you're shooting ink, according to the developers. And so you start off, the level doesn't have ink on it, right? And then let's say you're the green team. You shoot a bunch of green ink all over the ground. You can instantly turn into a squid which basically drops you into the ink, and then you can swim through the ink really fast, much faster than you could walk through it, um, but only your own colored ink. So once you get to the team's ink, you you can't go into it as a squid, and if you're walking through it as a person, then you walk really slowly, like it's glue almost. Wow. You, you know what's crazy? This sounds awesome. Um, this is exactly the same concept that I had in another product that I developed at THQ that uh, was promptly canceled. 
because really? they decided that the category, the genre of game that we were working in, uh, would not sell on the Wii. Wow. Yeah, but we all know what happened to THQ. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, this so, is really eerie. So you should this. go watch the trailer for Splatoon. Um, so wait, I'm, just... but I'm confused about something. Where does the spitting come in? There's no spitting. What? <laughs> so anyway, it just... If, well, the trailer for it doesn't really show it off, but if you watch the Nintendo event thing, they go into much more detail. The developers are talking about making the game and all that. And I only talked very briefly about it, but it just seems like one of those games that will be under-recognized. And I po- even posted on Twitter and Facebook, like, is anybody talking about this game? And I guess some people are, but my friends aren't. Um, I feel like it's going to be awesome, but underappreciated because it's it's a first-person shooter that doesn't involve a bunch of gore and death, but it does seem like it could be super fun. It, that's and, an incredible idea, and not just because I thought of something almost identical previously. But th- <laughs> but this is but seriously though, um, in all, this is the kind of things that would have would get me excited about E three if those ideas were the ones that were most publicized but of course they're not you know the most boring things are the most publicized well nintendo did give it give it a good amount of time so you know kudos to them and i just i'm i'm wondering about the marketplace and if they will accept it but i i would like to think that i will get the game and enjoy the game and of course it will force them to do some good stuff with multiplayer too like they are with well i assume with mario kart 8 because i haven't even played it yet um so i'm just I'm crossing my fingers that it does not go under the radar. When it comes out, everybody actually plays it and loves it because I do think it's going to be great, even though it's going to be Nintendo-y. You know, it's going to be fun and comical and kid-friendly, but it's probably still going to be awesome because it's got, like, any game that has basically offensive measures that are also defensive at the same time, it's, I like it a lot. Uh, I think it does a, a very good job at rounding everything out, um, balancing gameplay, and I'm I'm very excited to see how it how it all plays out in the end. So you should go watch the Nintendo thing and just skip until you see a bunch of really really colorful stuff with guns, um, so that you can watch. I don't know where in the video it is, but it's probably at least halfway through. Um, <clears throat> all right, what's next? I think I've pretty much talked about all the stuff relating to the conferences that I wanted to talk about. Um, except that, you know, Uber, the, the car service app. So you can just like get a taxi basically, but it's an Uber car. Uh, yeah. Are we moving away from video games for this one? No, this is E3 related. So Uber has done some cool events where like, Hey, it's national kitten day or something. Right. And if you, you can like call up an Uber and they'll actually bring you a cat like that is now your cat. Not just to hang out with for a few minutes. Like, wait a minute. I know somebody who would really need to take a take advantage of that yeah i mean they did it for one day to get a lot of press right it was a cool event it's over i forget exactly what uh, they called yeah it was last year or the year before but it was like you would call an uber and they would bring you a cat so you wouldn't even get a ride anywhere it was just calling an uber to bring you a cat and so that that was fun right and they did another thing with ice cream where you could pay like 30 bucks and they'd bring you a few ice cream sandwiches to your workplace or whatever it was way overpriced but um still tasty anyway at e3 Uber teamed up with, I think it was the Call of Duty people, maybe it was somebody else, where you could Uber up a ride in like one of those super military vehicles that they bring out as a prop for whatever stupid military game they have. That sounds like fun. Yeah, and you wouldn't even have to pay for it because it was just a marketing stunt by the company. So you would Uber it up and if it was available, you would get picked up and you and a few of your friends would get in this giant military vehicle and ride around for 20 minutes and get to play the game inside of it. Oh, that's Uh, cool. You know, yeah. I was I was thinking, you know, if they really wanted to go for like max realism, uh, you know, it would all sound great until like you got in it and the driver's like, "Sorry, fifteen miles an hour maximum." <laughs> that's I mean, that's really what the truth would be, right? And so it's not a tank, but it is a very large armored <laughs> although, vehicle. Although some of those tanks can go pretty fast. Yeah, but I, I guess I guess you can't let a tank on the road. I guess that's not street legal, huh? No, well, that's not, like I said, it wasn't a tank, but it was yeah. something special. Um, all right. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm almost officially out of stuff except Nintendo's finally releasing toys that use NFC like, uh, Skylanders toys and stuff. And they're going to work in super smash brothers and they're actually going to work in Mario Kart. And I think it's the same characters. You don't have to buy different characters for each one. There's just like 30 or however many 
characters you can get for Nintendo stuff, and it's going to work on various Nintendo games. And it actually stores information in the in the unit instead of just like unlocking a character in the game. Huh. It, it actually well, at least that's goes, something that's new, right? Yeah, it's, it's so it's bidirectional. And it will actually save your progress. So, like, except in Super Smash Brothers, I don't think you play as the character. I think it's an NPC. So, like, it can play with you. And, like, mm. it can play battles and level up. And, by the way, level up more than your normal player character can. Because it can go up to, like, level 50 instead of level 9. I don't know if you're Super Smash Brothers official. Uh, my, my mind is glazing over. Yeah. I figured. So anyway, um, so I don't know that there are people you can use. But they do affect the game and they can help you in the game. But it's not it's not just like Skylanders where it unlocks stuff. It actually stores stuff to it. So like my three inch Mario is different than your three inch Mario, conceivably. Mm. Um, so that's kind of neat. It is kinda, it's interesting to see them doing that. Finally, making use of that NFC stuff. Um, yeah. So there was some other stuff I wanted to talk about that was not E three related, but we basically have run out of time. So. I'm just not going to. Basically, maybe there's a really great 15-second topic that I can think of. Well, no, you know, I got nothing. I'll just say one last thing. Uh, that whole Nintendo thing we were just uh, you were just finishing up about. You know, the the only thing I don't like about, or that I like less about a company like Nintendo copying other companies' ideas is uh, copying other people's ideas when the substantive portion of the idea is a marketing ploy. So I really, really, really hope that they're doing something mechanically interesting or something that gives some service to the players in an interesting way and and isn't just, you know, a uh, very attractive packaged trick to get you to buy stuff. Well, it does get you to buy stuff, but the fact that it can be used in multiple games, I think, is fair. Like, it's, it's nice of them. You know, to buy a special Mario Kart version of the character. I guess we'll see um, how nice and fair it becomes. And it gives me a reason to get that instead of just, like, faking a chip with my computer at home or whatever. So. Anyway, like I said, end of show. We are out of time. This was so fun to talk about. If other people found interesting stuff about E3, interesting games that we didn't mention, which is really likely because there are a ton of them, post it on our Facebook page. We could talk about it next week. That's about it, folks. We're out. And if you think that I don't have enough of a fire lit under my ass now, uh, post that on Facebook, too. (laughs) See you next week, everybody. Good night, guys. You've been listening to Chatterbox Video Game Radio. Tune in next week for more tips and info and the latest and greatest in video gaming. And remember, all your base are belong to us.